Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. In fact, wherever or whenever you're listening to this episode of the NI Golf Channel podcast, here we are, myself and Emma, back with loads to talk about. Hi, Emma, how are you? Hi. Um, slightly mid-COVID, but all good, all good. The Open will get me through it, I'm sure. Um, Sorry, yeah. as it, it is, we've got lots to talk about, haven't we? And it is Open Week, so we will look into our somewhat cloudy and undependable crystal ball again, won't we, and try and pick a couple of wee winners that are there. And what else we got coming up? Yeah, we've uh, been talking to Eamon O'Donnell. I've been talking to him earlier today, actually, who is Director of Golf at Tremola and Castle um, as prep begins in earnest to host the Women's Irish Open. And, of course, we've got all our usual roundup of all the amateur news and results. Okay, so as always, before we go into our wee bits and bobs, a wee bit of a round of things you may have missed. And obviously, Emma has managed not to miss a minute of the open preview stuff because she's allegedly been down with COVID all week. <laughs> so it is good to see you join us. Thank you very much for that. Uh, your five days will be up when, Emma? Just for everybody can know. Friday. We'll be up on Friday. Oh, yes, how convenient, today. Emma. How convenient. But you're doing very well. Thanks for getting off your sick bed and, and doing the podcast. Um, so where are we then? Come on, let's get this oh. news started. Let us let us start with some good news about some money for a change. So 12 of Ireland's top golfing talent are going to receive a total of €270,000 in funding through the Golf Ireland Professional Scheme, which used to be the Team Ireland Golf Scheme uh, in 2022. Olivia Mahaffey, Cormac Sharvin and John Murphy topped the allocation collecting 30,000 euro each which yeah. is great yeah helps them along the way with travel costs I resume like everything else travel costs have gone to the roof lately can you imagine yeah. anyway uh, we'd normally cover in this amateur, in this section sort of this wouldn't be one of the things we would do normally, but our great friend, Beth Coulter, I thought we'd better mention it here. Uh, Beth <laughs> made history as the first person in the 62-year history of the event to hold both the Irish Women's and Irish Girls Close Championship in the same year. She's actually the first to win three in a row in the girls. Um, <sighs> I did suggest that having won three in a row, Gulf Ireland should give her the, give her the actual it? trophy. Um, nothing happened there anyway Beth had a chat to the media after her victory Beth you told me two weeks ago that you were when you, you were determined to win this after winning the ARG Irish Women's Close Championship you're the first person ever to win both the girls and the women's close in the same year just tell me how you're feeling yeah it was great I suppose last year whenever I won in Tremor dad looked at the trophy and um, that was the second time I'd won it and he said no one's ever won it three times in a row so it was a big goal at the start of this year you know um, to come back and be able to win it and it's nice that um, that I do come back and you know try for three in a row so I'm delighted to finally get over the line Amazing yeah so like so much history three in a row and obviously winning both in the same year you, you obviously felt a little bit of pressure this year or this week you spoke about like the the young ones have no fear um, you being only 18 I suppose you're, you're, you don't feel like a young one anymore um, but how did, you, how did you deal with that this week? Yeah, I suppose it's just about taking one match at a time and, you know, you can't underestimate anyone. As I said, they're going out with no fear and all the pressure's on me. So it's just about being able to get out there, get up and, and stay up and then closing out the matches. Um, so I was delighted to, to come through at the end. Um, you really took a close battle there with, with Katie, both you're heading to different European team championships tomorrow. Um, she held some nice puts coming in there, but you eventually held a nice one yourself on the 20th. So what was going through your mind on those last few holes? Yeah, she's a great putter, like anywhere in the green today. And, 
it's just looking in. So I suppose I went down early, but she held like two twenty footers in the first and the third. And I think it's just about being patient. I had to be patient. Um, I didn't let her get it too far ahead, and I kind of kept myself into it. Um, and then I actually went ahead after twelve, I think it was. Um, so it was nice to be able to hold those few putts coming in. We both had good birdies on sixteen, I think it was, and then it was nice to finish it out there with like a. 18 foot putt in the last for Eagle. Fantastic stuff. Well done, Beth. And now Stephanie Meadow, who won the 2019 edition of the ISPS Handa World Invitational, will return to play in the event next month, which runs from the 11th to the 14th of August. And back to play in the Pro-Am as well is the one and only Niall Horan. So right. Paul will be there with his wee autograph book ready for Niall again. <laughs> and a wee self. <laughs> me, and, me and Niall couple mates at this stage anyway home favourite Dermy yep. McElroy romped, romped to a seven stroke victory in the NI Open which presented by Modest Golf Management that's Niall's group um, and he booked his place in next month's ASPS Honda um, Tim Rice was the runner up um, he finished one under at 2-1-2 two, two, and that was yep. good enough for second um, and then there was one female to get through who was Billy Joe Smith she was the leading female golfer, uh, and she booked her place as well in the event, uh, as was just said. Now, Billy Joe Smith was originally a professional football player. Oh. I just read that somewhere, so well done to Billy Joe. That's an interesting me story. Right then, let's talk about Porrick Hang. Every year in this podcast, since we've been doing it, there is a podcast episode where we do what's called uh, a bit of a tribute to Porrick Hang because every year, invariably, he does something particularly special. And hmm. this year, he's only gone and won the US Senior Open at Saucon Valley. And here's what he said after his win. I think I said it here yesterday, you know, when you, you come to the Champions Tour, it's here to win the win tournaments and win the big tournaments. Uh, try and win the majors, uh, you know. And I really appreciated the type of week it was. You know, the USGA set up a, a fabulous course, much tougher than I than I had expected. Uh, I knew that would play into my hands, uh, but it was really nice that you know, really solid, tough golf course. Sukhum Valley is is Sakhalin Valley is excellent, and uh, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure on this type of style of golf course when you're leading. Uh, you, you don't want to make a mistake. You know, anytime you're more than 20 feet away from the hole, you're in, you're in trouble in some way. So it's it, it was definitely a tension-filled day. We're gonna go uh, right here to Jim. Patrick, interesting. When you interesting to know when you were a kid trying to one putt to win the Irish Open. Um, why, why don't players ever say, I get a two-putt to win the championship? Because there's no glory in that. <laughs> I told you there'd be no glory. If, if, if I didn't win from the wrong side of the draw, there'd be no glory. We, we, you know, as kids, we certainly wanted to be magical and, and dream about it. And, and uh, golf's not like that, to be honest. Uh, you know, it was a tough day. I, I said it to you yesterday. We're having a, a five-shot lead going out there. Yeah, if I went out and played great and ran away from the field, I could wave at the crowds and take shots on and, and if anything, you know, maybe improve my position. But golf just doesn't be like that. It always, always, how many times do we see it? It always comes down to the last couple of holes. Uh, and, you know, when it got very tight, my caddy just kept reminding me that, you know, if we, had, if we were told we were going to be in this position, 
on Sunday when we arrived here, you know, in a week in advance. We were told we were going to be, you know, with a one-shot lead, we'd be very happy. And, uh, you know, I had to take it as an opportunity the last couple of holes. I think it's harder. It, it is very hard with a five-shot lead. You're, you're definitely very defensive. Uh, the last couple of holes, you know, I still, I suppose, when I got back to one-shot lead, I was still somewhat defensive. But uh, it's a position you want to be in. I didn't enjoy hitting that button the last from, from three feet, but it's you just have to accept that if you want to win tournaments, you've got to put yourself out there. And, uh, you know, it could have been bad, but I got the glory instead. Hey, listen, Porg Harding, you know what? Let's be honest about Porg Harding. Mm-hmm. See, when Porg Harding quits, golf is going to be a whole lot less, less interesting. He is just brilliant, isn't he? Mm, he is, but how many more times do you think he's going to try and rebuild his swing before that happens? Then do you think he stopped finally, or will is he is he never going to stop tinkering? <laughs> never, he's never going to stop. That's why he loves it. That's why he's so interesting. That's why he's just a character. He, you know, every time he, there's always something apart. He's always thinking about the game, talking about the game. He lives and breathes it. It's interesting talking about the um, the open build up there and Lee Trevino. Wandering about for the champion, saying having a crack and talking golf, just obsessed with it, even at his age. Mm-hmm. It's lovely, isn't it? And yeah, you're right. That's exactly the vibes from from Harrington as well. He's just you just get the feeling he could just if you had something interesting to say, he would happily just sit there and discuss it with you as long as as long as he possibly could. Whoever you are, if it was about golf, he will be there for it. Have, you, have you had opportunity to interview him at any stage in your career? Um, I have, but not for a very, very long time. Well, I suppose it's not that long time. Oh, God, I'm getting old. Um, but yeah, after his second Open win, I went with the one and only Tim Border. Lovely, lovely man. Um, we actually went and did a wee shoot up at his house. Um, with Got to hold the trophy, all the exciting things. Um, yeah, and his practice room, his indoor practice room, and all that stuff. And uh, and we did part of the interview. It was funny. We did it in the um in his front room, and he opened the door and he's like, "I'm not usually allowed in here. I don't actually know what it looks like at the minute." Uh, <laughs> it's just class. Uh, yeah, he's brilliant. I remember years ago going to an interview with him. It was a round table thing. People were invited down to Dunlure Golf Club, I think it was, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we were all interviewed there, and he basically set aside the day. He was injured, so he wasn't playing golf. And okay. uh, he, he <laughs> went and did my, So there was a group, and then he did individuals. And I went and sat down, and it rattled off five or six questions, and he, he took three quarters of an hour to answer them all. And when I finished, I turned around and said, thanks very much, Bargain. He said, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> he was served for the day. He came and joined us for dinner. He's just, you know, just looking for something to do. Hi, he's just absolutely brilliant. I tell you what, he's a total legend. What a man. And, and I think mm. they need to keep him in golf somehow or other after he quits playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and part of the legacy, obviously, of, you know, modern um, Irish golf. And we've got some more news around that as well, because KPMG has announced it will become the title sponsor of the now called KPMG Women's Irish Open for the next three years, which is brilliant. The tournament is returning to the Ladies European Tour schedule after a 10-year absence, and it'll take place from Thursday the 22nd until the 25th of September at Drummond Castle. Paul caught up with Drummond Castle's... Oh, Castle, oh, I can't speak. 
<sighs> Paul caught up with Drummond Castle's director of golf. There it is, Eamon O'Donnell, to hear how the prep is going. Hopefully, better than my description of it. Eamon, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. De- no, de- delighted as always, Paul, to catch up with you. It's always a pleasure to, uh, you know, to uh, to shoot the breeze with you and talk a bit of golf as well at the same time. So, listen, no mucking around. We get straight into it. Drummond Castle for those people. North of the border, who maybe haven't been down into the wilds of Ireland, tell us where is it, what type of golf course it is, and you know, is it easy to get at? Yeah, that's, I suppose we're we're very lucky. We're based in County Clare. Um, Drummond Castle itself would be it's probably known as a five star castle resort. Um, you know, it's fifteen minutes from Shannon Airport. Um, so you know, whether you're coming from Dublin or down from the north, it's motorway all the way from door to door. So, um, you know, we're very fortunate that you know, we're, on the, we're on the footsteps of, a, of an international airport. Uh, we are connected by motorway to the major cities, um, you know, from Northern Ireland, Dublin, Galway. Um, and, you know, and I suppose the ice and the cake is that we are a, a five star cast resort with two hotels. Uh, the first hotel will be our, you know, the Drummond and Cast itself, which is a 97 bedroom uh, castle uh, dating back from 1543. Uh, which would have been the ancestral home of uh, the O'Brien family. Um, in recent years, uh, we've purchased the Inatrop Moment, which is a 157-bedroom uh, hotel, which is just adjacent to the golf course itself. Um, the golf course itself is a Ron Kirby and J.B. Carr-designed 18-hole championship course. Um, would have been redesigned by the two gents back in 2002. Uh, in the past six to nine months, We've started a two million investment on the golf course, which has seen us uh, for this year. Um, you know, with the hosting of the Women's Irish Open being in place, uh, we've done a major um, investment as regards to redesign and renovation of all of our bunkers. Um, we've cleared out all the areas around the main lake of the, of the estate to open up the holes adjacent to the estate as well. Um, we've also then uh, we're in the process now of building a brand new fairway on the 18th. Which will be uh, which will be in play for the tournament in September, as well as upgrading a you know half of the tee boxes on the course this year. Next year we, we've we've had to um, you know next year we plan to do fairway irrigation, tee boxes. We're changing one or two of the holes from a par four to a five. So you know add add that in with the the hosting of the Women's Irish Open this year. It's it's very exciting times to be to be part of the team at Drummond, and you know we kind of are very much looking only only forward instead of backwards. Brilliant. Um, the par of the course, what sort of par will, will, will the ladies play to? The, the ladies will be playing a par 72. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, primarily bet- a mix between the whites and the blue tees, um, give or take around the 65 to 66 hundred, uh, hundred yard markers. Um, you know, there's obviously a very, we're, we're very lucky that we have a variation of a number of tee boxes here from, you know, whites, blues and yellows and blacks. So, you know, we've had the, the tournament director from the Ladies European Tour, um, Michael Wood, uh, has been over to us uh, once already. He's due with me again next week uh, to have, a, a, I suppose, his second recce on the golf course as regards to, um, you know, they're looking at pin positions and tee placements and stuff like that. So, you know, to kind of be involved at that, that side of it is very exciting and it kind of gives us a feel of what the expectation is to be hosting a tournament and also kind of what what the players are looking out for and kind of, you know, what, what you know, it's, for, for us as a venue to actually host the standard of player that's going to be part of the field yeah. is, is very exciting. Um, in terms of Drummond Castle and 
it's a classic parkland, I presume, then. Um, yeah. You know, what is it going to take to play well around it? Do you need to drive it long? Is it long? Do the fairways run out? You know, what are the greens like? Are there big undulations in them? It's it's one of those courses where strategy will play a key part. Um, obviously, a strength off the tee is, 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 what is a necessity in certain elements of the course, but there's also a mix of golf holes, which, you know, you've, you've got your, your long par fours, you have one or two hole, two par fours around the around the around the middle of the golf course, which are you know are potentially drivable. You know they're two sixty five, two seventy carry over water, so it kind of will give you something, but then take it back. Um, you know it is your traditional parkland golf course that has a mix of holes running in amongst large trees, uh, water hazards, par trees over water. The main lake of the of the estate itself, uh, we would have uh, three holes would be surrounding that lake, so that. That is, that's kind of always in the view of the player's mind and you know add that into the additional water features and you know the natural topography of the of the of the live land there with you know we trees dating back four or five hundred years yeah it, it it was the event aiming one that Dromolin castle went looking for or you know did it sort of arrive on your doorstep shall we say um in truth it's one that we actually we went looking for over two and a half years ago um as you know, the event hasn't been held in in Ireland for over ten years, and you know I, I approached my my managing director here, Mister uh, Mister Mark Nolan, and the board of directors um, to say that look, uh, there may be an opportunity and a, a project that we may look into, which is you know hosting the Women's Irish Open. Obviously, to bring it back onto the LET calendar, there is an awful lot of work involved in that. Um, you know, and that took a number of months with conversations between the various st- stakeholders being the Ladies European Tour themselves. Uh, you had government and Sports Ireland involved in it and, and Golf Ireland as well. So there's a lot of layers to, you know, it's effectively kind of, you know, it's effectively bringing a new tournament back on the schedule uh, in, in certain terms. So, you know, the, the, I suppose the team at Remoland have been first in front um, as regards to the involvement in bringing that back. And, you know, we, we kind of feel that we have a duty of care to the event at the moment, you know, with, with us staging it for the first time in 10 years. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're delighted that, um, you know, KPMG came on as title sponsor. Uh, they've committed to the event for three years, which, again, reinsures and reinsures that the event is going to continue going into the future. And in our mind, you know, what we do now is only going to strengthen the event going forward. Very good. Um, Dromolin Castle, everybody involved. This is a really big thing for you now. This is going to put you on a on a, on another level in terms of interest, in terms of exposure, um, you know, is that is that the ambition? Is that the driving force behind it? Is this lifting the profile of the place? It, it, I won't say that's that's obviously a major a major aspect of you know I suppose when we we're speaking to our board because you know there is a financial commitment to the event from Dromon and this year we are you know to get the event back on the calendar we Dromon effectively underwritten the event. Um, you know, so there's a there's a there's a commitment from our board uh, to make sure the event uh, went ahead, and you know, and that's a, that's a financial commitment. So, you know, for, for us, obviously, you know, there is the aspect of what it can do from Dromoland as a prof- profile going forward, but it's also, you know, it's, we feel as a golf club, um, it's in our duty to ensure that we put, you know, we give the women golfers in this country a platform, um, you know, to show off their talents, and you know, if we're able to now provide a platform for you know the international ladies playing on the tour. Um, you know that's that's another bonus to us. But you know for us, it's very excited to see women's sport and women's golf being given that platform, and to see that Dromoland, um, 
you know, it, it's only kind of added to the excitement for the event for us. Um, now, I suppose when you think about it, so it's early middle of July now, you know, you're really only talking 68 weeks away. So I presume prep is stepping up something serious. Yeah, it is. It is. It is like it's, um, you know, we were, we're as I said, we're, we're very lucky. We have a lot of work already done as regards to the golf course. Um, you know, the other elements of it as regards to, you know, the, uh, you know, we're, we're very, as I mentioned earlier, we're very lucky uh, KPMG have come on as title. Um, we are actively seeking additional partners for the event as well, because the more money we can raise for the event, the more money that goes into the event. Um, you know, and at the moment, like we, you know, we've different meetings with, you know, road plan with the Gardaí, your health and safety. So it's, it's very exciting. Um, we did, uh, we have brought on a staging partner as part of the event for ourselves, uh, a company called Forefront, uh, led by Keen Brannigan. So they've been a massive asset to us from assisting the team in Drummond and actually, uh, putting together the logistics for the event because because obviously we're you know a lot of us are actually running uh day-to-day operations on a five-star golf resort so it's very you know it's it's, it's a it's a bit different from what um you know golf courses made of experience with the european tour events you know, where effectively when you when you host a ladies european tour event you are effectively taking taking ownership of everything outside the ropes um you know so we um you know it's 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 very exciting and you know it's great to be part of it and it's kind of seeing this idea grow into um, potentially, as we see it, as one of the great sporting events of this summer. Brilliant. As we know, it has been long overdue and it's something that we've talked about on the podcast here previously. And obviously we have Leona and Stephanie doing so well over in America. Um, and now we've got Olivia Mahaffey, who will definitely, hopefully, fingers crossed, be playing. Um, in terms of the people playing at it, are we going to see some of Ireland's top amateurs? What's the idea? Have you heard anything in that sort of sense? Yeah, like like you know, I suppose there is a you know, Sports Ireland has been one of the, uh, the major stakeholders of the event. We'll have a, a number of invites um, as well as uh, KPMG and and, and Ramon and ourselves. So you know, we we will be meeting together because um, obviously you know the the idea of hosting the national event is to showcase not only the best of international women's golf, but also to give our own ladies that opportunity to experience it and to play in it. Um, you know, and it's also like if, if our, the young girls in Ireland uh, who may be 10 or 12 are new to the game, they might see an Olivia McCaffrey uh, playing there and that might actually inspire them in 10 or 12 years that they may be the ones on the other side of the rope. So, you know, we're very conscious of that fact. So I like, you know, not to put names in there, but I, I've no doubt that there will be an element of some you know some of our up and coming young Irish young Irish amateurs. Um you know there is a, as you know yourself, Paul, there's a pool of phenomenal lady golfers coming through the ranks in Ireland at the moment and we're very lucky. So you know the you know one of one of the ideas of this event is to give them the opportunity to showcase their talents to to uh, not just the Irish public but the international public. Aaron, thanks very much. Good luck with the next few weeks and, and the next couple of months. It's going to be hectic, I know, but uh, as I said, I'm lucky. Unlike a lot of people, I have been to Drummond Castle um, in a previous life for the PGA, and it's a great spot. People are very friendly and welcoming, so uh, if you get a chance to go down, definitely, you'll be made more than welcome. Yeah, works on going there. Eamon is in great form. He's flying. He'd been on the phone the day he spoke to me to the LET. He's looking forward to it. Um, and as I said, I was lucky enough to go down there. It's a really nice part of the world. So if you get a chance, do go down. It's not part of the world, I presume you've been down to, Emma. 
No, no, it isn't. And you know what? I children's school, etc. That's what September is always warning flashlights for, you know, returning to school. I, I'm really hoping to get over for at least one day of it because it's just it's huge and it's just very exciting all around. And I would love to love to be able to go. So maybe we should see if we can arrange a wee trip. It, we will sort that and um, in the meantime other than looking ahead recently we have had of course the men's Irish Open and the JP McManus Pro-Am which have kept Irish golf firmly in the spotlight over the last couple of weeks Adrian Ronk made history as the first Polish winner on the DP World Tour after producing absolute fireworks on the back nine to win the 2022 Horizon Irish Open by three shots including that ridiculous eagle just you know oh, oh just 17 i'm just gonna you know just pop wheel and yeah. here just on my way oh, it was you know, it was great to see flat. the event back to it felt like it was back to some of the the good old days packed crowds and mm-hmm. um, shane on the friday with a big finish to make the yes. cut um yes. you know shane was doing so well for three rounds and dropping yep. and then you know polish winner which is significant a good player in its own way yeah but of course and I don't know about you you may have been following it on, on on social media whenever the Irish Open comes on there are two things come up all the time uh probably three things when you think about it <laughs> parks versus Lincoln links parkland mm-hmm. versus Lincoln um and the date and also, why our best player? How can we get more people at it? Now, we've talked about this ad infamitum about getting the people there um, and getting the best players in the world there. And I suppose the date is a point. Out, so we'll not go into that. But where are you yeah. on the Lynx versus Parkland? Because from my point of view, everybody, I'd be like most people, you'd love to see it on Lynx land. Mm. It's yeah. not so easy. And the politics involved and the money involved and who's prepared to put their hat in their pocket mean that it's just, it, it's not like clicking your fingers and saying, we're going to Royal Port Rush this year. No, no, exactly. And I, I think you're right. And I think, I think that's something that quite often the players get asked as well at, at the Irish Open is, oh, you know, we're, wherever we are, do you prefer playing? on a Lynx course or do you, you know, even when it is Portland, like uh, Mount, Mount Julia, we, they still get asked that question. And I think because of the tradition of it and it's a different type of test and all those things, and we have such great Lynx courses, then yes, of course, we want to see it played on a Lynx course as often as possible. But equally, we've got amazing Portland courses and they're just as much part of Irish golf as, as the Lynx courses are now. And like you've pointed out, there is, of course, you know, they've got to be sensible about it like monetary issues and and all everything that goes into organizing a tournament is crazy but I think as long as you know we're, we're getting the balance at the moment between it being north of the border or south of the border and links and Portland is like another like there is a lot of balancing act to be done to put on the Irish Open to keep people happy across the board I think as long as we keep flip-flopping and there's the variety and it's not like constantly sticking to one place forever then you know because it was well, it's been parkland it was parkland for, for years yeah. and years and years before it was sort of freed in inverted commas to go back to links so it's just nice to be able to mix it up i people, think as well people have a very short memory because you know hmm. people on, on on certainly on my timeline were saying you know oh it should be a link this they seem to be harking back to some image in their head of 
the Irish Open being always on links, and it, that's not the case. And, and not <laughs> exactly. only that, they said, "Oh, we need a link swing." We tried the link swing. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily work any better. We still didn't get people here. So, it's still, I mean, it was still. Let's let's say the name. Yeah, it's still Rory still was. Do you remember playing the play Scottish all, and yeah. then the Open? He didn't. He didn't necessarily. But it doesn't. That that's not the thing. It's not. It doesn't make the difference to get those players by having it links to try and be open prep or any or the date to fit in with open. All those things, we've seen it. We've tried it. It doesn't. It doesn't make the difference. So I think they've just got to focus on making the, the best possible event that they can, exactly. which they have yeah. been doing, and it was yeah. a fantastic success. It was more more record breaking ticket sales for the DP World Tour and selling things in advance and also you know it, it couldn't have been more positive and I think yes of course links we yes we've, we've noted all that but but as long as it does make it to the links courses every now and then in the it's not even a cycle but in you know in the distribution of what shall we say um and equally the women's now as well you know we've got two really good events now that um, you know, at the, the top level of both tours, we've got the um, the ISPS and everything as well. So I suppose people maybe do want a bit more links if we do have the other events or taking place and more um, more inland and parkland courses. Yeah, but and it's, and it's the variety, people, isn't it? Yeah, but you just people, want good events. And the people best have to realise the what I think the other thing that people don't understand um, is the infrastructure needed to host yeah. events, the, yep. the access, the... The, Particularly the, when they are village. popular, yeah, you know, which is and, and fantastic. You can certainly you could go to lots of links courses, but you're not be getting forty thousand a day out of them. You know what I no. mean? And people don't. Is it impossible? It's, it's it's almost as if people don't, and it's true because most people only really think about the Irish Open when it's on the doorstep, so they don't. They're not mm. really involved in golf, so they, they don't mm. understand the politics of it. They don't understand the finances involved in it. The the mm. just the, the sheer logistics of an event that big, and um, and you know hosting it in Lynch, yes, hosting it in Ballyleffin, definitely all proved it can be done, but at the same time, you know it, it's more complicated, it's more time consuming, it takes more work, it takes more marshals, it takes mm. more, and and the best Everything. way in the world, the venue may not particularly want to be have you there because that's three or four weeks of their year in the middle of the season gone out the window and and you know mm-hmm. the idea it's not as if the state owns any of these golf courses if the state yeah. owned royal dublin the state could say yeah oh definitely go and play royal dublin every year but that's yeah that's not the case so i think i think really people um i think people are harking back to a time in their memory which isn't actually factual mm. and that's the it's other thing you know, oh, Rom- back, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, the romantic notion of, oh, back mm-hmm. in the day when it was always played in links. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Back in the 50s, mm-hmm. maybe it was. <laughs> but yeah, it, was played, not, not... it was played in Beaver Park in the 50s as well. Well, there, there you go. The ultimate links. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And while we're talking about links and parkland courses, by the mm-hmm. same token, do you think that if the Irish Open, which I presume it will do, gets offered and gets a chance to go to a Durham Manor, that A, the tour is going to turn it down, or the players are going to say, no, we want it links. Because that is, they have, mm. just hats off, obviously, at the JP McManus event, because what a brilliant tournament, yeah. what great fun, what a brilliantly yeah. hosted event. 
Uh, great to see Sanders Trophy yes. win. But, uh, you know, that is what a venue, what a golf course. Absolutely, absolutely. And the size of the crowds that were there as well. It was, I don't think there was a single player, even Tiger, like, I don't think there was a single player there that wasn't completely blown away by the the feel of the event. And I know there were a few jokes being made about, oh, it feels like a Ryder Cup, and blah, 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 because of things that had been said uh, on other tours um, that we won't speak of, the Voldemort tour, as we'll call it. Um, but it, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. And actually having it on TV was quite fun. Although there were, I have to say, quite a lot of comments in certain social media areas that I am part of about women's golf. They're like, it's slightly upsetting that this event has had more coverage than some of the um, women's events recently. But that's that's where the money yeah. has come in for those to be put on. You know, that, that wouldn't have been Sky, for instance going yeah we really really want to show this and you couldn't you couldn't not show it, it. given the strength of the field it, it was yeah. as good a yeah. field as you'd get anywhere um anywhere in the Absolutely. world what a field and, and you know i think people kept saying how does jp mcmanus do it how does jp mcmanus do it well jp jp mcmanus looks after players and the players look after jp mcmanus and the money that that thing raises is just oh. astronomical. So all in, what, yeah. a, what an incredible event, you know. And, yeah. and, yes. and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully maybe one of these days, I, I think I'm the last journalist in Ireland, never golf journalist in Ireland, not yet to have played it. So, <gasps> uh, I, I, you know, I keep, Ooh, it's rare case? for me, it's rare for me to ask, but yeah, surely I'm doing invite. <laughs> I, I I would say so. Maybe maybe put it on your letter to Santa this year. And see see what happens. <laughs> anyway, on with the amateur news. Um, and we're really in the guts of the season now. Over a hundred players have been selected for the 2022 Underage Interprovincials. The four-day event takes place in Hilton Temple Patrick from the 18th to the 21st of July. You get a chance to go along to that. There'd be some great golf playing it. On the slow golf for Tom Cafferty is the Irish Boys Close Champion after beating Athlone's Charlie Kelly in the final at Kilkeel Golf Club. Uh, Pat Murray and Deirdre Smith are the Irish Senior Men's and Women's Amateur Close Champions. Both players added their first senior close titles to the Men's and Women's Closest they won in 2009 and 2004, respectively. Very good. Uh, youngsters Adam McCannon and Fionn Dobbin are now the 2022 Ulster Scratch Forsens champions. The duo won the 36-hole event, finishing on plus three for a two-shot win. And Royal Belfast's Finlay Edgar and Beaver Park's Owen Burroughs have won the Ulster Under-16 and Ulster Under-14 close titles in Eden Moore. Both players came through at the holes of qualifying and three rounds of match play to win their respective titles. English international Bradley Smith is the inaugural champion of the Irish Open for golfers with a disability. Smith finished the two-day event on plus one, one shot clear of Balanzo's Aidan Grenham at Roganstown GC. And uh, there was quite some field there, I believe, PK. Uh, uh, Anyone else? We know who might be involved in this podcast. I, I may, I, I may have dusted off the clubs and teed it up in my first ever mm-hmm. Irish championship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, do you want to end it there, or how did you get on? 
Uh, well, um, I think in my section, there was 26 players. And in the mm-hmm. gross, I finished 21 first out of 26. There Not, we brilliant. Go. Not brilliant. However, yeah. in the net category, I finished tied seventh. You didn't even tell me that. This is not yes. even set up. Yes. That's brilliant. So oh, I, did okay. I did okay. Operation Don't Finish Last was a big success. Um, and <laughs> yes. I'm very pleased with it. However, it was a great tournament. Now, I know, thanks very much for asking. We're carrying on. But as you know, people will, will know, listen, and you know, um, it's something that I've been involved with. I sit on the Irish Golf Inclusion Disability Committee. Um, so I was involved kind of in the background of it. Um, but it, it was my first time and I've played inter club golf for my club and I've won an Ulster medal at, at a various level, at a very poor level with my club. But this was the first time I actually played an Irish championship. So um, it was interesting. I kind of rocked up with my gear and my wee buddy thinking, oh, it's going to be all right. And there's all these people there with their coaches and caddies and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Right. No entourage. <laughs> like, no entourage. Nobody, nobody with me. Um, all right, this is interesting. You know what I mean? The course was set up really tough and yeah. you know, it got onto the greens. I think at two four putts, and one of them was a good four putt. And 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 really it was it was it was an eye-opener. However, mm. it was still a great experience. So um I'm 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 signed up for the next one. Thank you very much for asking. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, it just sounds like it was an absolute success in every way. Yeah, and the fact that you actually got to to, to play, to play is yeah, just yeah. a massive. I actually, finished one of the rounds of golf in the same golf ball as well. So there you go. Yeah. I did. I know. I know. Anyway, listen. Enough about me. Enough about me. All right uh, then. Before we say what else is there to talk about? Yeah. Well, there's only one thing left. Quickly, and then we'll not we'll not dwell on this. Um. Picks for the open, please, Miss Self. Now, listen, hold on a second. Please, Mm -hmm. before we go through all your dithering, but can we start off with number one, right? John Rahm is is, is a guarantee, (laughs) right? So I'm only giving you one more pick. Just give me a name. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Max Homer. Oh! Yeah, is that based on that price way. or based on? I wasn't expecting that. Is that based on price? Uh, yes, and just general, general like of him and the way he was playing in Scotland, um, recently, and the fact that he went. Did you see on social media he went out yeah. and just randomly played with Berwick? That's right. And I think he's just properly. He's in a really good zone. He's not had his baby yet, but the the father becoming a father thing always seems to do good stuff for players. Okay. The only thing that might throw it off is the fact that he's always wanted to play with Tiger and now he's paired with Tiger. So I'm a bit like uh he's gonna yeah. be like totally blown away by this. But equally I think he's the sort of person that will really embrace that and enjoy it. And it might stop him getting his own head too much. That's so yeah I'm gonna yeah, he's at He's a he's a longer odds as well because all the usual suspects are too yeah, too short. Too short. Too short. Tell, you, tell you who I'm going for. He's got a brilliant record round St Andrews, mm-hmm. but we're not allowed to speak to him because he's gone to the dark side. Oh, can you name him? Which for one? I say for now he's got a brilliant. He's a winner and a brilliant record round there. A former Open champion. Louis. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. An yeah. Absolutely. Nice. 
brilliant, brilliant record around St Andrews. I just watched him there mm-hmm. playing in the Champions thing the other day, and he was yeah. two or three under for the four holes. He was cruising like, and mm-hmm. as we all know, he's played some very good golf over the last couple of years in majors. Never managed yep. to get over the line. We can talk about living all that, but he has the game to win at St Andrews. So there's uh, my wee tip. I think that's a very good shout. Yeah. Very good shout. And I think if somebody does win from the live, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be, going to be. Can you imagine? The, the Can you imagine people. Greg Norman on Twitter? Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. Right. That's us. Listen, thank you very much, Emma, as always. Oh, thank you. Um, we'll be back in a few weeks' time, hopefully around the time the ISPS Honda. Um, in the meantime, Emma, please get well. Hopefully your COVID you. will last Thank too long. Is it just you yeah. or have you get smited your whole family? Oh, no. Well, it wasn't me. I think it was my wee boy who started it. Oh. He just did a couple of days before us. Oh. Um, but that's good because he's okay now. So we can ship the children back out to where they need to be and try and just lie around and moan the rest of the day. Well, so all you, good. All just good. you stay at home and put your feet up and enjoy the golf for the next two days. What's the golf? Yeah, yeah, I will. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Alright, don't touch me. Sea woo. Shaking that ass.